Hey, man, it's January now, so you know what we got going on? Yeah, a new year and a new taco of the month from Ricochet Tacos. Yeah, and it's called Skeeter Was an Innovator. Do you know who Skeeter is? He's from Doug, right? Yeah, Mosquito Valentine, Doug Funny's best friend. You hear the song? I do hear the song. I remember listening to that with the boys. Another reason I'm psyched is for the taco itself. It's Galbi red curry steak, avocado, Napa cabbage pico, caramelized peppers and onions, queso americana, moon palace special sauce, rye crumbles, all wrapped up in a scallion crepe. Yum. Scallion crepe? Yeah, crazy, right? What is Galbi? It's like a Korean barbecue flavor type of situation. Oh, that's... That's up your alley. Absolutely. And the rye crumbles. And rye crumbles. I'm very, very excited for this taco. I bet you are. The Skeeter was an innovator, is available all month long at both Ricochet locations. This is Tasty 219, powered by Local 219. The Northwest Indiana Food Podcast. Everything you hear on this podcast is just our opinions. We are just two guys talking about food. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Tasty 219, Season 5, Episode 6. That's Greg, and I'm Larry. Happy New Year 2023. Yes. Our first episode of the new year. You just heard our new ad for Ricochet Taco of the Month. Yep. Uh, Did a great job on it, as always, Larry. Uh, Kudos to you. Thanks. So today, um, I also want to mention we have some new merch that you put up on the website. Yeah, just for fun. I usually do like a merch drop at the beginning of a season or... For some reason, but I didn't have one. I just did it. Shout out to the two individuals who ask for special merch, and you crank those out? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Also, we will have two more promos if you didn't take advantage of the 23% off promo last week. Uh, The next one's going to be a free shipping promo, and then there's going to be a 20% off all merch later in the month. We will get those dates to you as they become available. I'm trying to rack my brain for something fun I can do for a promo graphic because the 23% off thing, I'm like, oh, I'm putting an old picture of Michael Jordan on it. That's awesome. But uh, there's nothing funny I can do with these other numbers. Right. (laughs) Whatever. Um. We are looking for ideas. Larry and I were wanting to have a special club of our uh, most valued listeners, maybe slash guests, and call it the Tasty 219 Chums Club. Uh, He's working on a design for some type of things that we will do for that, but we're not exactly sure what the parameters of that should be. So if you have any ideas, reach out to us on our socials or our email with ideas. Yeah. What, What else? What else is there? Um, are there any other shows you've been into lately that you've been listening to? Like other podcasts besides this? Ooh, that's a hard question. Uh, my go-to is always, uh, of course, my son John's podcast um, that no longer exists, but he is uh, currently working on a new one with his older brother, and you're helping them with music and yeah, they graphics. Yeah, he was into sort. it. It was uh, 
which is cool because I actually really like it a lot. Yeah. I like the music a lot. Well, that's awesome. So if they end up not using it, um, I will use it for something. I don't know what, but it's cool. <laughs> I like it. Um, I also uh, occasionally listen to the Tulsi Gabbard podcast. Um, okay. But she is a former Democrat congresswoman from the state of Hawaii, ran for president, and she has some interesting appealing opinions to me and since she has left the democrat party and has forged her way as a voice in the middle i would say okay along with some other politicians from that side um kristen cinema from arizona just left the democrat party and became uh independent as well so yeah that's an interesting time uh interesting views um so yeah, I guess that's that's one that's interesting to me at the moment. Okay. How about you? Um, currently, I'm listening to The Nine Club almost every day. It's um, hosted by a bunch of, like, 90s professional skateboarders talking about that stuff, interviewing other skateboarders, talking about culture and things. It's very interesting and fun. Um, and then my... Staples all the time. I started listening to a, a show called Quit Your Band While You Still Can, and it's not a music <laughs> show. Um, it's just hosted by two dudes who are in a band that I really like, and it's just them talking shit and goofing off. It's very funny. Oh, those are the two. Is that a local band? No, they're, yeah. um, I don't know. I think they're from the East Coast somewhere. Okay. Um, it's about it, really, though. Yeah. That's the main ones I'm listening to right now. Yeah. Oh, we want to, I want to talk real quick about a Christmas gift that I got. Uh, my four sons have all pooled in and got me a really nice um, Rode Telecaster or Procaster. 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 Telecaster <laughs> is the guitar I just got. <laughs> and uh, I thank you. I, I understand uh, from the background story that uh, they asked you for an opinion. And Absolutely. You came up with this I gave microphone. them a handful of stuff, and I was poking around. Because I'm always researching, not just podcast gear, but music gear in general. I'm just like, I guess I could say obsessed with looking, just looking at gear. I love gear. Um, so I had a really good understanding of what's out there bang for your buck type of stuff and when they said that i'm like that was the first one that popped in my head i'm like it's not terribly cheap but it's on sale because it's christmas time and it's a hell of a lot of mic for the money um so i sent them that one i sent them a few others too but uh i'm very very psyched about that one yeah and you had just recently bought yourself a nicer mic as well yes i have a sure mv7x um it's not the nicest podcast mic in the world by any means, but it does a great job. It looks cool on my stand, too. Um, it's super simple, and it sounds really good, and I really like it. Yeah, so we both have upgrades to our equipment. Uh, we did get a comment on your mic. Uh, they saw the name of it, and uh, when we were at the Ember, said nice, sure product or something like that. So Sure is like the Nike of microphones. Sure it is. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. No, but they're like the biggest name in microphones um, for in recording situations or broadcast situations or live music or event situations. Anytime you go to a concert, the singer is probably using a sure SM58, which is crazy because it's like a hundred dollar microphone. It's not that crazy. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, we're not even talking about food at all. <laughs> well, that's okay. We we have catching up to do for uh, after the old year, the new year started, and holidays, and uh, my company has left the house, so, you know, getting back into the normal swing of things. So. Oh, sure, sure. I yeah. get that. So, uh, speaking of which, today we are not pre-podcasting at a brewery or a coffee house. Nothing. We spotted... Uh, a brunch, if you will, uh, starting up a new brunch. And we decided that we're going to bring that to you as a special bonus episode. And uh, just a little teaser, they had bottomless mimosas. So we had a pitcher and a half of mimosas for brunch today. Uh, Totally enjoyed that experience. And we will be glad to bring you that bonus episode shortly. Yeah, it'll be the next one after this. Um, Probably won't come out on a Wednesday like usual because it's a bonus episode. I'll probably just throw it out there randomly one day. Yeah, very good. That's what bonuses are for. That's extra stuff. Bonus (laughs) means extra. All right. So our main event, the reason for our podcast this week, we went to the new restaurant just off the Crown Point Square called Culinary Misfits. We did. It's at 208 South Main Street in Crown Point, Indiana. You can find them on the web at culinarymisfitscp.com. And now they are a sister restaurant to Square Roots, right? And the, um, what's that place in Cherville where you can like throw axes and eat burgers and shit? Um, oh, I'm not familiar uh, with that. Up your alley, maybe the oh. bowling and like. Well, that's a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, but uh, they also own that. I'm like 90% sure. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yes. Their hours are Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to midnight. Now, I appreciate that. You know, you're always looking for a place late night, it seems like, mm-hmm. and Square Roots was always a go-to for us, so now there's another option out there. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. So, um, it's really in a renovated new space, Right. I'm trying to recall what was there prior, and I think they knocked something down and they built it from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. It 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 looks nice. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's south off of the square on the east side. Um, I I would say um, in that just north of that old bar. What was that bar? Diamond Gyms. Diamond Gyms, which, which is no longer there. Diamond Gyms <laughs> recently closed, and it is now two new restaurants, which we absolutely need to cover sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, I was mixed up with that, and we walked in here, and I'm like, what? How did they do this to Diamond Gyms? How did they make it so much taller? This is insane. Uh-huh. But I was wrong. And I had, have to laugh because, you know, you just brought up we, literally three new restaurants we've just talked about in the last five minutes, and you're like always concerned we're going to run out of places to cover. Um there's also a new restaurant that opened up in downtown Hobart that we're interested in. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they keep coming. We're and not going to run out of restaurants. We are going to yeah. run out of libation places, though, <laughs> like beer or like locally made beer or wine. We're going to run out of that stuff for sure. We're damn near the end of it, actually. Well, today we did uh, mimosas, so that was a different place. So uh, let's move on to our show on Culinary Misfits. What was your first impression of the settings and aesthetics? It's inside. It's very, very cool. Right when I walked in, there were, it's like, it's dimly lit, but still bright somehow. I know that doesn't make sense, but it's true. Um, 
right when you walk into your right, there's their logo that just says Misfits with like some neon pink LEDs behind it, and it looks really cool. And I think you put some pictures up on our I socials, think right? That that sign was on our story. It's probably gone now. Okay. Um, and then there was another larger sign behind where I sat. Yes, it said something about being bad and being good. I forget the, the yeah, wording. Yeah, but I saw being bad has never been so good or something like that. Something. Yeah. Sort of cheesy, but yeah. it's fun. I get it. So I was interested in the name. You know, I expected, I, I don't know what I expected, like little dwarfs to be cooking the food or, or something, something along those effects or jugglers coming out with the food. I didn't know where the misfits came in. I know you guys can't see, but <laughs> during Greg's insane rant just now, I'm like looking at it with my mouth open. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm literally <laughs> juggling with my hands. But uh, as I saw the aesthetics of the place, I understood nothing matched, but yet it all worked. Yeah, okay. It was very cool. Uh, I'm it is go- a, the, the aesthetic in there is really, really neat. I do like it. Yeah. I like right when you walk in behind the host stand, it's just like this light-colored wood and not like the, the like, uh, reclaimed barn wood and galvanized metal that I've grown there to was none of that loathe. Um, no, there was none of that. Um, so there was that and just like a big lit-up X. There's that X's on a bunch of their stuff. It's just like a, their thing. It's very cool. Um, but that big lit up X on that wall, I'm like, oh, that looks sick. In fact, I, I uh, leaned over and asked you if there was any significance to all the X's because there were a lot of them from their menu to the branding and all kinds of stuff. So I, I didn't know if that was like the a only skateboarding thing I can reference. Associate or- with X's, um, and especially with their name, um, the Misfits are like a very old legendary like one of the original punk rock bands in the world and x's in that whole world like dudes will draw x's big black x's on their hands to say like that they don't drink or do drugs um it's like uh that's just a thing um like your friend uh jake jake yeah jake but there's another name for that, too. Yeah, Straight Edge. Straight Edge, yeah. Um, people put X's on their hands, or they'll have three X's tattooed on them somewhere. Um, this place has a whole-ass bar, so it's definitely not that. <laughs> um, yeah. But when I think of the word Misfits and I think of X's, Straight Edge for sure pops into my head. The Misfits aren't a Straight Edge band or anything. It's just a Yeah, and when I parallel. talk about uh, mismatched uh, decor, uh, the upholstered bench seating had a plaid design to it um and the the tabletops were like a faux white and black granite yes um and that overhead lighting above us was so cool they was were a bunch huge of giant old looking lampshades from like the 70s and they were all different it was the the shape and size of them were all the same but the upholstery on the outside they were all different and it was really cool yeah it was very cool um Another uh, impression that I had and was very exciting to me was their selection of music. Um, It varied from country to pop to alternative. It was a nice mix with excellent volume. You could hear it, but I was still able to talk to you throughout the whole evening. Um, It was great. Uh, It made me want for them to have a dance floor in the middle of it or maybe upstairs in that new area they're working on. It it was a really good mix. I think everyone could find something 
enjoyable to listen to. True. In they, that mix. We were there for we were there for quite a while, so we heard a lot of stuff. And I remember hearing like Lady Gaga and Maroon 5 and Lil Wayne, which I suppose all three of those, not super crazy or not landish to have together, but there was country. Um I heard a Jimmy Eat World song when I was in there. Yeah. Um Everything. It was yeah, cool. They played was. a little bit of everything. So no matter who's there, they're going to be like, oh, cool. It was a very cool, fun vibe. It got me excited to be there. Uh, it was visually stimulating to look around. Um, the north wall was exposed brick, but they had painted it white. Yes. Uh, look fresh and clean. Um, I was really excited with my first impression of this place. I was too. So we move on to the server and service. We had a uh, server named Alyssa. Yes, we did. Um, very, very good. Insanely good. Very, very calm. Yes. Um, funny in the way she asked how everything was with us. Yes, it was at, funny. At one point, she said to us, are you guys living your best life right now? She asked us that like three or four times, like to ask how everything was, like the food or the drinks. That was the way she worded it. And I was like, I mean, technically, I'm absolutely not living my best life, but the food is very great. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, a couple of times she said good choices when I made a choice and you made a choice. Um, she was prompt, uh, very courteous. Uh, the plates never piled up. Shout out to all of the wait staff. We had different people taking plates, yeah. bringing, it out, bringing us out food. Um, I thought they were very well staffed front of house. Uh, totally. She said that they were uh, short staffed back of house, but we didn't experience any really severe delays. Nothing was horribly noticeable or anything. Like obviously every restaurant's back of house has nobody in it right now. That's just the world we live in. But everything came out fine. Uh, yeah, I agree as well. So we move on to drinks. Okay. And my drink was I picked a cotton candy dreaming. You did, and that's wild. It was very cool. It came out uh, in a uh, like triangular short glass, and it had this big mound of cotton candy on it. Yes, it was just a, a glass with cotton candy in it. And then in in those metal cocktail shakers, yes. in there was El Mayor Blanco tequila, cream soda, lime juice, and orange juice. And she shook that up and she poured it over that cotton candy, and that cotton candy just dissolved. Instantly. And sweetened that drink up perfectly. It was a really interesting, cool drink. I enjoyed it. It was neat to see. Because yeah. um, right when cotton candy gets wet, it disappears instantly. Um, it was nuts to see. All that stuff together with the cotton candy. She did say it's a different color every time. But when this cotton candy dissolved, the color of that drink was ugly. It, it was looked like it your, was brown. It looked like your elderflower drinks, that dirty dishwater. But it was good. I really enjoyed it. Okay, well. And it was... Uh, um, not overly strong like some drinks are. I was able to finish it throughout the meal, and it wasn't weak at all. It was perfect for me, actually. Good. Yeah. 
She goes, uh, what do you like to drink? And the first thing I said, I'm like, oh, gin, because that's my go-to. And then she, go, she goes, oh, this one. And she named the drink, and it's called A, Pop Goes the Cherry, which is Hendrix Gin, Violet Liqueur, uh, Maraschino Cherry, and Lemon. Violet Liqueur is like that purpley, elderly flower type of thing. I didn't even know that. Um, and when it came out, I'm like, oh, solid. Purple gin drink. I'm not, great. <laughs> it's just like a magnet without you knowing it. Yeah, I just said I like gin. And she goes, get this one. And I'm like, okay. I didn't even look at what it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Let's do that. And uh, it came out. And I'm like, oh, of course it is. But that's fine because purpley, floral, I guess all soapy maybe gin drinks. I love them. <laughs> yeah, so the drinks were good. But then we got another drink. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, We were... I think we both had finished our drinks and we're looking for the next one. And I saw one and it's, it was uh, like considerably more expensive than the others. And I'm like, well, why? But uh, in parentheses, it says, oh, this serves two. And I'm like, oh, sick. Let's do that and split it. And it's called, I only speak the truth. And it's rum, pineapple, strawberry, orange, habanero, and ginger beer. Um, and the habanero is there. But it's very, very good. Yeah, at the back end, yeah. Um, I like the drink. I wish it would have pre been presented differently. Uh, a drink like that, I thought uh, you should have been able to see the color and the punchy and maybe had like a fancy hat or um, something it was just it to make a, it more fun. A big-ass mule cup. Yeah, a bourbon trace mule cup. So, And I don't even know if Buffalo that... Buffalo trace. It's type of bourbon. That's what I said. You said bourbon trace. Oh, oh I thought I said buffalo trace. Oh, anyway, okay. anyway, I don't even think that was in the drink, so that was odd. No, it was just. It might have just been the one they had there, but it's just a giant mule mug. Yeah. Which I mean, it was cool. I liked it. It was very, very good. I would for sure drink it again. Anyway, that's uh, that's the drinks, right? That's what we did. Sure. Okay. What's next? And then we move on to the apps, and there are a couple apps there that piqued our interest, but we finally decided on the chili pork skewer. Yes. And that was a chili, chili marinated pork chunks um, on skewers. And when I ordered that, I never expected to get the amount that we got. We got four big-ass skewers completely covered in pork. And in the middle, there was a little um, metal ramekin filled with, like, a, a blended-up cilantro and oil and citrus to dunk them in, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. Um, the the pork came in chunks. It was tasty, and you could taste that grilled flavor on them. Mm -hmm. um, the chili flavoring wasn't overly hot. It was no, it wasn't spicy it was, at all. It, it was, was actually it was pretty good. easy to eat because yeah. when you pitched ordering it, I'm like, you want that? Yeah, I couldn't get over how substantial the portion was, though. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. was it was very, very good. And the pork was very, very good. Yes. Agreed. And then we move on to uh, the salad and soup section, and we decided um, on their menu they have chicken barley soup, and that's available every day. Yes. So I thought that would be a good thing to choose. They also have soups of the day Monday through Thursday, but we were there Friday, and they also had a soup of the day that day as well. Correct. Uh I thought the broth was very, very flavorful. It was chock full of the good stuff. Lots of barley, lots of carrots, um, chunks of um, chicken, 
it was really, really good. Um, you wouldn't be disappointed with that at all. I liked it. I'm a not a pretty large bowl. I don't bowl think too. I'm a big soup person. There's the soups that I like that I love, and sure. I, I don't dislike soup by any means. I just think some people get more psyched on soup than I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I get psyched on a good soup, and this was a good soup. Um, I thought it could have came with some crackers. It came out with rolls, didn't it? I don't think so. No, I think it just came out with soup. Yeah, I think it could have had some crackers, but other than that, it was really, really good. And then we go on to our entrees. Uh, you want to go with your entree first? Didn't we have another app to talk about? Uh, it wasn't an app, really, but we did um, We did order their Detroit-style pizza, which uh, there's a little section of three pizzas that you can choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one that was called Sausage Fest. Uh, it was uh, the Detroit-style pizza dough, house marinara, mozzarella, and sausage. Pretty run-of-the-mill Detroit-style sausage pizza, um, but it was good. It was very good. Yeah. My my take on it was it was super simple but super, super delicious. Uh, the house yes. marinara was, was good. really good. Um, Detroit-style pizza is, I don't want to say new to me. I just don't, I've never really known a ton about it. I, I know it's a square. And like a like a pan type of pizza. Yeah. But I've had Eric's um, Detroit style pizza from Northside recently, and comparing any other Detroit style pizza to that is unfair to the other party because his is so insanely good. Which surprises me to hear you say that because you're such a bread guy, and for me, uh, the Detroit style pizza has to be pretty good for me to enjoy it because it's a lot of bread. Yeah, and his crust, I would. I usually prefer the more thinner crust so you can enjoy the toppings. But uh, I did enjoy this simple Detroit-style pizza. It was good. Um, Yeah, and then we can move on to our entrees. Entrees. What did you get? I got the Talladega Chops. You did. Although I think think there was a, a, a misconnect between the title of it and the description of it. Because the description of it said two crispy pork cutlets. And to me, cutlets mean like almost like cube steaks where they're pounded real thin. Pounded real thin, maybe a schnitzel, something like that where it's pounded down and breaded and fried real quick. Okay. These were an inch, inch and a half thick. These were pork chops. Yeah, to me, it was a boneless pork chop, which goes with the name, but it didn't go with the description. The outside coating was super, super delicious. And you know what it reminded me of? What? You know how you take Oreo cookies and you put them in a plastic bag and you hit them with a rolling pin? Hell yeah. Yeah. To me, it tasted like if you did that with stovetop stuffing mix (gasps) and then coated the pork chops in it and cooked them, it was so good. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It was crunchy and flavorful. My only, I, I wouldn't call them cutlets and the the pork chop, it, it was very, very tough. Um, very, very chewy. Um, I, I I would like to try them again uh, to see if that's how they normally are or pork if it was a bad Pork chops are generally night. a little yeah. t- tough like that. Like it's- pork chops aren't like one of my favorite thing, but you've had some good ones out, and I've seen other good ones, and... I guess I was thrown off by the description and maybe my bad on that part. Who knows? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I was a little disappointed in the pork chops. Okay. What did you have? I had a dish called the pasta we forgot to name. Um, it was, I was texting with Stavi from Ricochet. Well, I was there. I'm like, hey, you been here yet? He's like, yeah, of course I've been. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, what's tight? What should I get? And he recommended this. And I'm like, you know what? All right. I'm not a big pasta person. You are not. I'm not. But uh, this is linguine noodles, a fennel cream sauce, sun-dried tomatoes, um, spinach, fresh herbs, a Parmesan Reggiano, Reggiano, one Reg- of them words. Reggiano. Reggiano, Reggie Miller. Anyway, uh, and grilled chicken. Yeah. And it was good. It was very good. The fennel cream sauce was solid. I love fennel. It was good. I could have used more fennel flavor. Um, fennel is tricky, and if you just do slightly too much fennel, it's gross. Yeah, so, they weren't anywhere close to being too much fennel. Right. Yeah, it was good. I liked it for sure. Yeah, it uh, was a it was substantial a, a portion. A lot. Yeah. Um, it was really cool looking. A lot of color going on. The um the herbs and the sun dried tomatoes looked really cool together in there. There was a lot of chicken. It was uh, it was just a solid pasta dish. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So when we move on to the sides, and my sides, I had whipped potatoes and gravy. Uh, it was a substantial portion. Gravy was very, very delicious. Uh, the whipped potato part, um, it they were a little too... Um, whipped? <laughs> for a better word, whipped or pureed. Uh, I like to have mine more with chunks so you know that they're real. Sure. This may be question if they were real at all. I think... I mean, they have to be real, but since they're whipped, they're going to get considerably smoother than yeah. if they're just mashed. Yeah, but it was a good portion. Uh, like I said, the gravy was really good. And the star of my meal was my other side. It was a sweet corn creme brulee. It was um, like a corn uh, pudding in a ceramic ramekin and brulee on top. Mm-hmm. It was super delicious, super sweet, super satisfying, made Greg... Very happy. Good, good. Uh, everyone should try that if they go out to this restaurant. I had never seen that on a menu before, and uh, one of the new restaurants that we talked about earlier in the show, I see it's on their menu as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to trying theirs and comparing. Cool. That's good. Um, I did not have any sides with my meal. <laughs> did you get a breadstick or anything? No, just a heaping bowl of pasta. Yeah, so that was included in yours. Uh, I did let you taste mine. Do you have any comments um, on? I didn't have any of the pork chop. I had some of the potatoes and some of the the sweet corn um, creme brulee, uh-huh. uh, and they were both really good. Yeah, I, I so really too. like creamy pureed up potatoes a lot, and I thought they were awesome. Yeah. Then uh, we move on to desserts, desserts, and they had three different desserts. They do. Um, Unlike the last show where I had to get all three desserts, I was like, ah, I don't know. And I questioned questioned Alyssa on the desserts and if they made them in-house or not. And then we re-asked the question <laughs> another you time. You re-asked the question. <laughs> I did. Um, and it ended up they did make the cheesecake in-house. Yeah. And they assemble all the other desserts. So we ordered the Dutch apple cheesecake. It was presented very well it, it was, was very beautiful. pretty and it was delicious um it was also in that 
uh, glass triangular um, vessel. It was really pretty. You could see all the contents inside of it. Um, it had cheesecake with sweet apples and pears, caramel, sugar crumbles, and fresh whipped cream. Yes. I did note that all the desserts were very decently priced. All three of them were $5. Yeah, so, that, is, that is a good deal for that. Yeah, you can't beat that. Here's my issue with the dessert. I tasted no cheesecake whatsoever. Which is crazy because I did. Yeah. So either you hogged all the cheesecake out of the dessert. That could have happened. Or it's it was lacking in the cheesecake flavor. I enjoyed the whipped cream. It was really, really good. It was very good. Um, the sugar crumbles were interesting touch. They yeah. were big and thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Um, so overall, the dessert was just okay for me. I liked it, for sure. No. Uh, I think, is that all of it? For the co- dessert. Oh, yeah, but did we cover the whole, all everything we ate? We have. Okay. Um, we want to talk about presentation for a little bit. Uh, we both marveled at the cracked glass water bottle. Yeah. That It was really uh, nice. Yeah. They brought to the table with uh, glasses of ice and you, that kept, uh, you know, keeping it filled if we drank it. And, um, yeah, the apps were served on a tan teardrop-shaped plate. Really pretty. Uh, all the uh, plates that we had were unmatched. Yes, I think that might be a thing they do. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure it goes in with the... It makes uh, sense with the brand and everything. With the brand. It reminds me of uh, Bohemian House or what Oh, Ivy's? Ivy's Bohemian yeah. House in Chesterton. God, I want to uh, go back there. That place is so sick. We were served that as well. Um, and I also noted that the menu also doubles as a placemat, which I liked. Yeah. So you have it throughout the whole meal. You know, it's not taken away. We could tell what we were eating. Uh, it served a dual purpose, and I appreciated that. Agreed. Yeah. Other notes that I noticed was um, they do serve, the, there is the three Detroit-style pizzas, which is kind of their specialty, I think, uh, sandwiches and salads, and um, they've only been open about two weeks. Yeah, they are brand new, brand, yeah. brand, brand new. Yeah, so uh, I feel like this will be a well-listened-to episode yeah, because hopefully. a lot of people are curious about the place. Um, yeah, and that's all I have. Do you have any other presentation notes or any other? Um, everything wanna... was very pretty when it came out. Um, well, this is other notes right now. Yeah, anything I you will bring say, up? I was expecting their menu to be kind of like wild and outlandish just based on their name. Yeah. And I was going through it. I'm like, this is pretty regular stuff. Uh, I do like a lot of their dishes have really funny names. Yeah. Like they have a Reuben called All Rye, All Rye, All Rye, like um, Matthew McConaughey says. And I think that's very funny. Um, they've got little, like funny pop culture references for the yeah. names of their dishes. And I like that. It's, it's cool. Yeah. But I definitely was expecting their menu to be like almost kind of bizarre or just do some really weird stuff. Yeah. And, I- um, I'm not saying that they don't do cool stuff. A lot of their stuff on their menu is very cool. But I was just, with a name like that, I thought it was going to be really crazy. You thought wilder. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, Let's talk about what they were planning for with the upstairs that isn't quite finished yet. Um, What did she say? Like private events and stuff? Or um, And then in the evening it was going to open up as a 
a second dining a room, second I believe. bar, I thought. Okay, there is, she did say there's another bar up there. I don't remember everything she said, but I do remember, like, private stuff and an additional bar. And they're going to have an outdoor dining Oh, yeah, section. they'll have, like, a patio area for sure. Yeah. So it was really a great uh, time for me. Like I said, the music just set the mood for me. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, there were They were pretty packed. Yeah, they were. And we went early. We I did. think we got there at like what, four, maybe. We did. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, encourage you to go out and try Culinary Misfits in Crown Point, Indiana. And this is the part of the show where we take a little break, evaluate our scores. And when we come back, we'll give you our scores for Culinary Misfits. Cool, man. See you on the flip side. All right, we're back. We are back. What's up? Ready? Yeah. Ready to start the scoring. Oh, you were asking. For... <laughs> okay, get on track, Larry. <laughs> you said you um, did. You said you didn't need a break, and you're like just carry on. foggy. So here we are with the scoring section for Culinary Misfits in Crown Point, Indiana. First category: Ambiance, setting, and mood. Am I starting? You starting? You can start. Five. For sure. It's um it's comfortable, but it's not boring. The aesthetic is the aesthetic isn't crazy. It's nothing like I've never seen before, but there it's not tired or overdone. It it's clean, but it's vibrant and it's fun. It's it's cool. It looks cool in there. Yeah. It's all, all I got is a cool looking place. I'm gonna agree with you, and I gave them a five for Ooh, ambiance, setting a mood. The great mix of music sets the tone for a wonderful experience. Uh, I heard everything from top country, pop, oldies, and alternative. I heard Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Maroon Five, and Lady Gaga. It was just totally enjoyable experience. Cool. Um, from the entertainment of them pouring my drink over that kind of candy to the music, everything was fun. And I, I wish I knew that was happening because I wanted I wanted to record that. Yeah, it was so cool. But I, like she walked out and she, then like she had a tray and a glass of full of cotton candy, and I was like, oh shit, I can't pull this off right now. Yeah, it was sick though. Yeah, I wonder if, if they I, do other stuff with drinks like that. Uh we'll have to ask. It's like um. The boozy candy version of someone lighting Saganaki on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we move on to value. And uh, I'm going to give uh, Culinary Misfits a four on value. Uh, the drinks seem very pricey for the size of the that they were. This is like the second second episode in a row where um, that that was the case for me. Oh, what was the last uh, one? Main and Lincoln. Oh, oh okay. Uh, although they were very good. Uh the desserts were very appropriately priced. Uh, the amount of food is super plentiful and enough to take home. My number and sentiment there is 100% the same. A four? A four for four? all the same reasons. All right. Uh, we move on to service. Oh, okay. Five, again, because she was the best. I can't keep saying every server we have is the best server but like <laughs> she was she was so good and she was funny and she was cool and she was warm and nice and bubbly and she was a great server yeah she, she was a really good server there was nothing um anxious nothing. or uncomfortable about her 
Uh, Alyssa was a great asset to the Culinary Misfits brand, in my opinion. A hundred percent. The food and the drinks came out in a timely manner. And I just love the way she had a different way to ask, how's everything? Yes. When she came to our table. I just really appreciated that. It was refreshing. Um, it was just a really good service. And, and from the service staff as well. You know, for me, uh, service always includes the server, but yet the back of the house too. So it was a good experience for me. Then we move on to presentation. I'm definitely giving them a five on presentation. Everything was unique, and the unmatched plates that uh, worked with their decor very well, it just all tied in with their branding and what they're trying to do. Uh, the food looked appetizing. Um, that dessert was beautiful. Um, our appetizer was beautiful. I love the cr- sweet corn creme brulee and the ramekin. Yes. Um yeah, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed everything about the presentation. I remember seeing that on the menu, and I'm like, oh, you're going to get this, huh? Yeah. No, <laughs> no there was no question. And there was, I wanted to get the fried chicken, but the sides were exactly <laughs> what you had. I'm like, we ain't going to have nothing to talk about. But let's I want not, this damn yeah, chicken. Let's, let's talk about that fried chicken. I saw that, and they called it the best damn fried chicken. So I sent that to your mom right away, mm-hmm. although I haven't heard back from her on that, but... Uh, I bet she would like to try the best yes. damn fried chicken. <laughs> I love fried chicken. So for presentation for you. Um, presentation for me, what did you give them? I gave them a five. Okay, okay. I'm probably going to go... I can't think of anything to not give them a five for. Everything looked really cool. Um, yeah, five. I, I had nothing to complain about. Everything was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Then we move on to the biggie. This score is out of 10 points, quality and taste. Uh, for this, I will go eight and a half. Um, everything tastes very good. You can tell that where they're sourcing their ingredients from, that they're getting quality stuff. Uh, I feel like I should have a good reason for it for it to be like a point and a half shy of a perfect but i don't no i think the starting point uh for this category is a seven and you work your way up or you work your way down from that to me Um, okay that's that's pretty fair i'll take that yeah that's how i feel but anyway i'm gonna kind of agree with you and i'm gonna go with an eight for quality and taste to me the apps the soup and the pizza were really good Yes. It was a really good start for my meal. Uh, the pork, and I have cutlet in quotations because I don't, I don't necessarily think they were cutlets, was very tough, although the outside and the breading were very delicious. Uh, so that was kind of a wash for me. Um, the mashed potatoes were too pureed almost for me. Uh, made me question if they were real or not. Uh, the dessert was pretty, um, but I did not take taste cheesecake in one bite. So, yeah, for me, that was a miss. Um, And when I total up my points, I get a total point of 27, and I'm awarding a creme brulee one bonus point, which I haven't done in many, many episodes. You have not given out a creme brulee bonus point. And for those of you who are new to our show, this started in season one. Uh, Anytime there's creme brulee on the menu, I usually will award you a one 
point bonus point because I love creme brulee that much. I've only been disappointed with one creme brulee where I did not award it. Where was so, that? I'm not going to mention the names. You can re-listen to our episodes and find that out. Okay. I don't. I don't want to bash anybody. Fair. Outside of that episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> so my total points are 28, and when I divide by six, I get a score of 4.6 for Culinary Misfits. Uh, I got a 4.58 because I had a 27 and a half. Nice. So that's relatively a 4.6, too, if you yeah. run up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's a damn good score. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go back. Absolutely. Uh, we kind of agreed on the score, came about it in a different way, mm-hmm. but uh, it was fun. Uh, I wouldn't mind going there for a drink and an app anytime. Nope. Uh, I had my eyeball on those chicken lollipops. Uh, I love chicken lollipops. I have to try them. Ever since I had them at the Lakedale Ale barbecue contest those chicken lollipops so y'all throw another contest so we can come judge it again because that was fun and <laughs> i want to do it i think it will be next september <laughs> that's it, like so far from now <laughs> yeah but we did have a lot of fun there and we thoroughly enjoyed that uh as we did this episode of tasty 219 yes see you next time we appreciate you listening all right take it easy 